Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Oscar Meyer is changing the name of the Wienermobile to Frank Mobile. Ironically, Frank is what I call my wiener. You are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel All Beef Cheeseman. And this is Chad. Did Dwight from The Office just become CEO? So wash. <laughs> and on this week's show, Career Builder Burns, Who'd You Rather? <laughs> Pitting Twitter against Google and Karen AI. Buckle up. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about Text Kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, Text kernel uh-huh. brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text Kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, Okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Nachos. (laughs) So the new dynamic, you're you're in happy hour in Europe. Yeah. And... uh, I'm at lunchtime in America. I'm not sure how that's going to go. Mm, beautiful. Mm. New beer. Local. 
local. Sene- Seneca, what does that say? Senescal. Senescal. Yes, Senescal. Okay. Cardinal ale. Cardinal ale. Religiously multi ruby ale. So monks monks are making it at the uh <laughs> The uh, the Templar Knights actually the temple down the, yeah no literally the Templar Knights one of their last strongholds is really close to here and this is where they brew the beer okay I should you not because when you're dying in the Middle Ages it helps to be drunk well you it always sure. helps to be drunk <laughs> <laughs> especially podcasting so drink on Chad drink on drink on well I'm glad things are. Things are going well. Things are going well. Shall we get to some shout out? Shout out. Let's do it. All right. I got to go first. So I'm in America. You're in Europe. I'm mm. going to see stuff on TV that you're not going to see or you're going to see secondhand. Thank God. So this week, CNBC <laughs> uh, had a big interview with uh, your boy, Elon Musk, and uh, he opined about work from home and he framed it as a moral issue, which I found uh, really interesting. So I'm going to play this soundbite for you and our listeners, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Okay. I'm a big believer that, 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 that people need to are more productive when they're in person. Look, there are some exceptions, but I, I kind of think that, that the whole notion of work from home is, is a bit like the, you know, the, 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 the fake Marie Antoinette quote, let them eat cake. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's, like, it's like, really, you're going to work from home and you're going to make everyone else who made your car come work, to the fa- work in the factory? You're going to make the people who make your food that gets delivered, that they, they can't work from home? The, you know, the, the, the people that, that come fix your house, they, they can't work from home, but you can? Does that seem morally right? That's messed up. You see it as a moral issue? Yes. I mean, I see it more as it's, 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 it's a productivity issue, but yeah. it's also a moral issue. People should get off the goddamn moral high horse with the work from home <laughs> bullshit. Um, because they're asking everyone else to not work from home while they do. The, the laptop class is living in La La Land. Hello. The laptop class is living in La La Land. What do you think about that, Chad? Uh, I, well, I think it's pretty simple. I mean, this is what the this is what the rich guys have always done. They've pit the middle class against the lower class, right? Against the low wage class. They've always done that. So it's like, don't look at us and the millions slash billions that we're making in super yachts and all that other bullshit, right? Now I know Elon likes to say that you know he he sleeps in his office and that kind of shit. That's just because he's a weird fucking nutso job, right? At the end of the day. What this is, is what he'd said right out of the gate. It's a belief, right? It's a belief in his fucked up head. He's pitting one class against the other, and then he sits back with the popcorn and, and he watches. And, and that's, what, that's what rich dudes with a lot of money who can get on big TV can do, right? Either buy ads and or just get on, get on these, uh, these interviews. Yeah. So to me, we've seen this evolve. Uh, at first, it was a culture issue it was well if we're not in the office we're not you know hanging out at the water cooler talking about you know seinfeld or whatever and then it became a productivity issue yeah and well if like we i think last week we talked about the new productivity report and productivity's down as people are working from home and now it's a moral issue which i find really like if that's a if that's not a reach, I don't know what is. But if yeah. we're like it's a moral issue. Yeah. And he also said a few things that that stuck out to me in the interview. One is that uh I think he said 3.6 million applications came in to Twitter. Uh or Tesla, sorry, Tesla last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
when you have three million uh, applications, and he also said it's harder to get into it's it's harder to get into Tesla than it is to Harvard, was one of the things that he said. And, and when you have the mentality that you're more exclusive than Harvard, yeah, then yes, you better come back to the office because I've got three million other people that are willing to do the job and come in the office. So, oh yeah. His his luxury is not everyone's luxury for sure. Yes. Uh, so that he's in sort of a bubble from that end. The other thing that he said was uh, that he and Larry Page, one of the f- the founders of Google, uh, hang out quite a bit. And I'm sure that he and all the gang at Silicon Valley hang out. Oh sure, and have have cigars and the yacht club and, and bourbon or whatever. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure what they talk about is it's costing us a lot of money in rent and real estate and whatever else how do we get these fuckers back on the office and they sit around and go let's paint it as a moral issue maybe that'll work and this is the latest uh latest thing so i don't know moral issue is a real reach from my perspective these are all and again one of the reasons why i love this podcast is we get a chance to actually break down the bullshit just these narratives productivity we broke that down last week it's not Mm -hmm. fucking productivity guys it's it's the bullshit situation that you actually make people work in every fucking day in this case again he's just pitting lower class with upper or with middle class so that they can sit back and and watch those two fight it out uh yeah the last thing i want to do is listen to a the the richest man in the world tell me how we should actually fucking work i mean it's it it's well beyond him at this point not to mention i mean he's the guy who actually went into twitter and had his all of his engineering staff re-engineer his account so that he would actually be more popular than some of the other influencers that are out there, right? So, I mean, this is where the guy's head is. It's all about him. has nothing to do with anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's all about him. If you want to worship Elon, great. You should. And you should work at Tesla. And for 3.6 million people, that's exactly what they want to do. There that's you go. Exactly what they, what well, they want to do. I'm going I'm to switch it up. I'm going to give a shout out to a startup, Adsy. Going to shout out to Adsy because the organization, you, we literally just did a shred on them, right? Yep. And they were part of a laundry list of organizations that were in it. But Vlad, the founder and CEO over at Adsy, who's in Kiev, by the way, First and foremost, if somebody talks about you, amplify it. Fuck, get it out there. Amplify it, number one. Uh, no matter whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, you can actually turn a negative into a positive or at least a first, you know, a, a perceived negative into a positive. And we see this from so many companies. When we do buy or sells or we have opinions during our podcasts or what have you, where some companies, the smart ones, they want to help control the narrative. Mm -hmm. They reach out to us and they say, let's talk through what you're saying. We want to know more about what you're talking about and or try to educate you on what we're trying to do in the market. To me, that's trying to control the narrative, trying to be smart. We have big companies who have gotten unicorn cash who we Mm -hmm. talk about never reached out to us at all now some have don't get me wrong but to me it's a huge brand fail for an organization not to amplify what's being said about them one way or the other in this case a little bitty company out of ukraine called adsy was Uh like holy shit let's amplify so big (laughs) shout out to them yeah. And by the way, what happens when that happens is Chad and I share it. We like it. And then you get to access our 
tens of thousands of followers on LinkedIn. So yeah. in addition to good practice, it's pretty good marketing strategy. As of this recording, ADSE, that's A-D-S-E-E, has 14 uh, followers on LinkedIn. Let's Ratchet see if we can up. get that up a little bit, uh, <laughs> if nothing else, just because of what they did. That they went, they went deep, Chad. Just the tip. <laughs> they went deep on that marketing. Uh, my second shout out and my last one is uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, Chad, if you've noticed a dip in your LinkedIn follower count, this would be why. LinkedIn will no longer count inactive or restricted accounts in connection and follower stats. So if really? you've seen your number dip, that's why. I, I frankly haven't seen much, so that's a good news. Uh, being in recruiting, everyone that I'm with, I'm connected to is probably on LinkedIn all yeah. the time. So yeah. I didn't see a dip. But if you have, that's why. No dip here, kids. A uh, shout out to Lorey Porter. You might remember Lorey because she's the director of All Things Cool at uh, Penn Entertainment. She was on stage with us in California during Isom's Inspire. Now, Lorey went above and beyond. She actually took the panoramic view of us on stage and she made that her LinkedIn background. And, and I just have to say, I saw it. I laughed my ass off and I loved it. Thanks, Loray. And I can't wait till we see you again because you bring the best beer. That's right. And if you don't know Penn Entertainment, they do gaming, Chad. And if you're not playing the game at Chad and Cheese, which is free shit. Oh, well, yes. you are a loser, my friend. You are a loser <laughs> because we're giving away. Get this, Chad. Free T-shirts from our friends at JobGet. Ooh. Free bourbon from our homeboys and girls at Text Kernel. Free beer from Aspen Tech, Tech Labs. And this mm. month's winner for free beer is Brittany Kaiser. Brittany Kaiser lives in Michigan, but she's a state fan. She's not a Wolverine fan. That was important, <laughs> uh, but not necessary to win to win stuff from us. And uh, if it's your birthday, you can win uh, rum from our friends at Plum. And this month's winner goes to Sean Campbell. Again, Ooh. if you want free shit, if you want to be a winner, you can go to Penn Entertainment, but you can also go to chatcheese.com, click the free link, and sign up. Yep. You miss every shot you don't take, kids. Events. Guess what? We are getting ready to travel. Oh, that's right. I've got some travel already happening. Uh, but we're going to be at Wreckfest in Nebworth Park. That's right. Courtesy of Shaker Recruitment Marketing and the lovely kids over at uh, Wreckfest, we're going to be emceeing the Disrupt Stage. And that's going to happen early July. If you are in the UK, hell, if you're in Europe, for God's sakes, and you've never been to Wreckfest, take your whole crew. That's all there is to it. Not to mention, if you're in the U.S., guess what, kids? We're going to have Wreckfest in the U.S. in Nashville. And Joel and I, we, we, we were two douchebags on a yacht. We're going to try to do the two dudes on a pontoon. Again, podcast of the people. Uh, but that's in September. So you have time in the U.S. Go to chadcheese.com. Click on events in the upper right-hand corner. And the whole hero image says Wreckfest. Click on the button. Register your whole fucking team, man. This is an all-hands meeting. Learn, drink, enjoy, and come to Wreckfest. And by the way, Chad, I think uh, I think at Nebworth, yeah. there's going to be a leaving sighting. Oh! Leaving, our yes. European man on the street, is going to be there and joining us. Uh, we're going to drag him on stage at some I point. I cannot wait. 
Yeah, but that'll be a ton of fun. And as you're in <laughs> Portugal, I will be in Vegas in June uh, with the, the gang at the Aaron app. That's E-R-I-N. In honor of you not being there, they've actually purchased some cardboard cutouts of you, like three <laughs> three big Chad heads and then one, I think, full body uh, Chad that'll be in the booth with me uh, recording. So that'll that'll be a lot of fun. And that's in Vegas in June at the Sherm National. It's Show. me and it's me and my plush bathrobe when we were in Sweden because we actually mm-hmm. walked to the Cadigat because we we're going to jump in and swim with your ancestors. Oh, and we, uh, we we had it on and we had the beer and we we had it all. So yeah, no, that's oh. that's that that's a that's a great pick. Uh, thinking about you in a bathrobe, Chad. <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. That's right. Let's talk about birthdays this week. Celebrating another trip around the sun, we've got Michelle Sargent, Matthew Brigham, Calm O'Cunan. Tell me you're Irish without telling me you're Irish. Uh, Jacqueline Adair, Jeanette Leeds. Matt Soroka, Sean Campbell, Madison Richards, Stephanie Trissick, Caitlin Fail, Sarah Grossman, Bill Kudick, and the doctor, not Jay, not Detroit, <laughs> not Strange, the job board job doctor. Board. All yes. celebrate another trip around the sun. And don't forget, kids, the Chad and Cheese are now on video. That's right. Video. Uh, you can go to YouTube or you can go to chadcheese.com. You can click on the YouTube logo uh, on the header and uh, you go to YouTube, subscribe, check us out. You can listen to us. You can watch us. All that fun stuff. Clearly this video is new for us. All yes. right, but we all are, right, we are right. loving it so far. Top all right, let's peel the onion. Okay, CareerBuilder has reached an agreement to sell its international business to a recruitment marketplace in Greece called Careera. The deal includes CareerBuilder sites in the UK, France, Germany, Sweden, Vietnam, and India. Meanwhile, CareerBuilder has reportedly laid off a significant number of employees with sources estimating up to 60% of its workforce in the U.S. The company has appointed Jeff Furman, as the new CEO replacing Susan Arthur. All this to focus on growth in the U.S., where CareerBuilder is still one of the top five job sites. Chad, lots to unpack here. Let's start with the international angle. Yep. So this is a real Mo Green godfather moment here. You don't buy me out, I buy you out. So CareerBuilder bought Carrera.gr in 2007, but sold it back in 2020. Right. So they bought it and then sold it back. They probably sold it for less. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I mean, they did the same thing with TextKernel. Carrera Group will have 300 plus employees in 10 different cities. Uh, the crew builder sites acquired are in the UK, France, Germany, Sweden, Vietnam, and India. Via similar web, there is only one of those, Vietnam. That is in the top five. So there's a lot of work for the group to have, and, and hopefully got, they got this uh, on sale. They, they got all these sites on sale. Europe has a bunch of countries in it. Gee, how, 
How often do we talk about Greece in the uh, the game of of world employment technology? Not very often. So here's Never. here's our introduction, folks. Uh, yeah. Greece. I'm guessing a, a, a TJ Maxx in Milan uh, had career builder <laughs> on the rack. I don't know um, what to make of this. I mean, offices, employees. This feels like an aqua hire. It feels like a total uh, fire sale from career builder standpoint. I mean, why they? Whatever. Are we going to be talking about this on the European show? I wouldn't hold your breath. We'll see what happens, but I I don't see uh, this new company uh, that's putting a stake in the ground in all these countries making a big impact. I don't see Stepstone shaking in their boots uh, anytime soon. So I don't have a ton of ton of commentary on the international piece other than like, let's wait and see. $30 $30 million going into Greece. I mean, that, that's yeah. that's not a bad thing. I think they're definitely going to try to spin what CareerBuilder was. Most of these sites were CareerBuilder branded sites. There's only mm-hmm. one, I think, maybe one or two, um, jobs.de, which is one hell of a, uh, a domain to have, uh, was uh, was the German site. Do they kick out the CareerBuilder ad? Do you think they become a uh, house of brands? Yeah, I don't think that you can in Europe. I mean, we've talked to Levin about that. I mean, you have to you have to stay with a brand that is something that uh, the the community and the country aligns with. And I think that was one of the reasons that Monster had problems. That indeed has had problems. It slowly ticked up in some of the countries. But I think I would say that's some of the reasons why Career Builder is having problems. Uh, you remember, and you still see it. When you go to a restaurant and you see a sign that says under new management, mm-hmm. I think they should in every single one of these sites put under new management and, and then actually put we're Europeans on it. And they need to go back to the old career builder branding. And if there's a God in heaven, they'll bring back the monkey commercials. <laughs> this time with CGI because you get canceled with real monkeys in ads yes. these days. So they'll yes. have to be CGI. But I they don't know that they bring, have that kind of budget, by bring the way. The monkey. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. The CGI. Let's use some puppets or some shit. I don't know. Uh, so the question is U.S. What the fuck yeah. with the U.S.? U.S. <laughs> still a top five site. Uh, yeah. Still on still on autopilot. Um, yes. Most of their shit is email still. Still like the number of email addresses they have and like register to use the site. Yeah. I mean, they're still pumping out tons of emails to, to unsuspecting uh, job seekers. <laughs> it's a cash cow. They can eliminate most of the employees. Now, what I've heard is everywhere, everywhere from 20 percent to 60 percent of staff. Right. I think 60 makes a lot more sense based on what's going on uh, yes. with, with what's what's what history and what we think yeah. the future is on this. So uh, you've got better insight on this. And I'm not going to steal your thunder because we talked about it in the green room. Uh, but other than the U.S. is about it. Uh, we're, we're both pretty sure Broadbean is going to be off the table uh, very soon, if not already. Yeah. Uh, we'll more insight on that as we know more or get a, approval to talk about that. But you have more insight on what's going to happen in the U.S., and I don't want to steal your thunder. So you go ahead and, and give your opinion and insights. Yeah, I think right out of the gate, I mean, top five. I mean, from from my sources, CareerBuilder is making over a million dollars a month in arbitrage alone. Arbitrage alone. You can effectively run the operation on a skeleton crew just for arbitrage, depending on the amount of tech debt you're facing. Hell, you could switch to a job board in a box at that point. You can kill the tech debt 
and still get the cash handsomely, right? So we'll talk more in depth about the CEO change in a minute, but I, I don't think you bring in a guy like Jeff Furman to finish off a Career Builder USA deal or a Broadbean deal. I believe they're, they're both already done. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why Sue Arthur walked out the door. There's no way in hell you let Dwight Schrute do this. I mean, that's yeah. all there is to it, right? So I, to me, and again, this is mostly opinion and vibes that I'm getting from my sources and, and from uh, the industry itself. There's a shitload of cash that's there. Yeah, There is an asset. It, it could be almost on autopilot to some, to some extent. Uh, I think both those deals are done and there's nothing but turning the lights off, kids. So if it was an acquisition target, any guesses on who might come in and uh, pick up the yard sale rubbish? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question because this is like, this is core career builder. Right. This is this. Everything was built around this. Mm -hmm. So the question is, does Apollo have fatigue after this? And I don't think that they would because they, they this is what they do. They carve up companies and they sell that shit. So I think they're, they're going to get a good price out of it. Who would buy it? I, I, to be quite frank, if I, in, Indeed could smash it or they could buy it. Right. I think that's smart. Anything, anything beyond that. I mean, it's, it's up in the air to me Yeah. because all you're doing, if you take a look at some of their acquisitions they've had over the years, some of the big ones, career mosaic, we know that name, right? Because we've been in the industry for a while. Yeah. Career path. You go to those domains today, they don't go anywhere. Headhunter.net. Head, they don't go anywhere. <laughs> they don't resolve. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. So there are all these domains and whatnot that they're not even doing anything with. I don't even know if they understand the value of those assets uh, yeah. or even if there is a value anymore. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, Indeed would be interesting. I think Indeed has enough problems going right now to deal with that. If I were, and we talk a lot about companies in Europe coming to America, like a job and talent could come in mm -hmm. uh, and buy this thing up and have instant brand, instant user base. Stepstone. Stepstone. Yeah. If you're looking to come to the US, Career Builder seems like a really nice door to uh, to the market with customers, with users. What, right. Regardless of what you do with the brand after time, uh, no big deal. But if you can get a foothold through Career Builder, um, that seems like a pretty good strategy to me. And if you're not buying the tech, you're buying nope. the lists, you're buying the portfolio because the tech, from my understanding, again, is yep. shit. Yep. 20 years yep. old, it's shit. And they've juiced everything out of the, that tech they possibly can. So it's got to be an operator who already has tech in place. Yep. Slap their logo on your brand and, and you're done and yes. move over all their data and customers and you're good to go. So you, yep. you mentioned your commentary on the CEO. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and mention uh, Sue Arthur, who came in in 2021. She barely had enough time to put her stapler on the desk uh, before <laughs> this shit went down. And yeah, you're right about Jeff Furman. I mean, his LinkedIn profile, if you had white bread on a profile picture, like that would be <laughs> Jeff Furman. <laughs> like he was VP of facilities in real estate. Yes. Uh, before this position doesn't really inspire a vision for the future uh, no. No. <laughs> at any rate. So more of the same with, uh, you know, managing the uh, he's in the cockpit who's driving really. And, and this thing's on autopilot, whatever. I hope I, Jeff, I hope you have a good parachute to jump out of when this when this thing goes down. But yeah, uh, they, it's like they picked one of the few guys left and said, you want to be CEO? I'm like, sure. I'll add that to my 
my resume. And Jeff Furman, congratulations. Yeah, as soon as I heard this, I, I automatically thought of Dwight from The Office. It's like, who do you hand the keys to? Because who's going to be the only one left standing? It's going to be mm-hmm. that fucker, right? Uh, yeah, so seriously, today, May 19th, 2023, Jeff Furman their C- is their CEO. Going a little bit deeper into the LinkedIn highlights, he was the director of real estate real estate at Johnson Controls, the chief procurement officer and head of global real estate at Amex. <laughs> Responsibilities were for all global real estate operations, including transaction, uh, project and facility management, as well as strategic planning and lease administration across across a global portfolio. Jeff was hired at CareerBuilder five years ago for this specific reason, to sweep up, turn off the lights, and lock the doors because everybody's gone. If Jeff's profile page was a soundbite. <laughs> so layoffs real quick. Are you in the 20% camp, the 60% camp? Uh, oh, where are you? They're definitely more toward the 60%. Yeah. I mean, at this point, they're trying to lean out. Uh, broad being career builder, I personally think they're off the table. I, I think there are done deals already. So those, those individuals will, obviously those are, those are individuals that will go with those organizations. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's closer to 60, uh, yeah. one way, one way or the other. I mean, it doesn't matter. This is a plane that's going down and Jeff Furman was, was hired to be the kamikaze pilot to put this baby in the dirt. And that is our career builder block. And after that, we need a quick break. But when we get back, we'll talk about Twitter and Google. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent. Build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, Chad, let's play a little Who'd You Rather (laughs) with some heavyweights, Twitter and Google. These aren't two startups in HR tech. These are are big companies. So two of them (laughs) made news this week. Two have... Pretty big aspirations. We're going to break it down and, and, and give who we'd rather pick in this decision. So number one, we have Twitter. Twitter has reportedly made its first acquisition under your boy Elon Musk's leadership, <laughs> purchasing a fellow San Fran-based job-matching tech startup called Lasky. Reports say the acquisition aligns with Musk's vision of transforming Twitter into a multifunctional super app. The exact acquisition price is not disclosed, but Lasky had raised $6 million, according to Crunchbase. Founded in 2021, they employed 26 people. Now to Google. 
Gloves are off. That's right. Google announced new conversational features for its search engine and made its Bard chatbot accessible to English speakers. Google's updated search engine uses AI to provide detailed summary responses and allows users to ask follow-up questions in a chatbot-like manner. Google also announced upcoming enhancements to BARD, including image responses using Google Lens image search and integration with partner applications like Adobe, Kayak, OpenTable, ZipRecruiter, Indeed, and the Khan Academy. Chad, who'd you rather, Twitter's super app or Google's search enhancements? This is the worst superhero I think I've ever seen. It kind of reminds me of like the the Facebook for jobs thing that happened. Uh, Twitter mm-hmm. with jobs... Elon is all over the board. No focus. Wants to be an influencer. Uh, Twitter is nothing but a hobby for him. But on the other hand, Google with generative AI search, this is about survival for Google. Last week, you mentioned Google seeing OpenAI as, uh, you know, really a huge threat to search. Right. Uh, and to their model, to their to their advertising model, open AI has created a subsi- a subscription based model where Google search entirely predicated on advertising instead of just packing up the search tent and putting everything into Bard, which they could have done, uh, which more than likely would have been and will be subscription based. Google was forced to evolve the search experience by folding in generative AI, which will allow for text and voice interaction, not to mention, as you said, image, right? But the result sets will be served up in a new generative AI model instead of the old timey search algorithm that we've known since the, you know, like the the 2000s, this will allow for a new and better experience with the ability to keep advertising and then start charging subscription, AKA freemium models, which are big again through Bard. It's the best of both worlds and evolves more than just the UI of of the Google search product. This is what Google needed to get away from the good old algorithm they've been tweaking for 20 plus years. So you'd rather Google? A fucking man. What are you doing, Stembro? <laughs> All right. Twitter. Okay. Super cool and interesting that they bought a company in our space. Did not see that coming. But it's really weird. Uh, they basically <laughs> shut. They basically shut it down. Um, usually when somebody buys a company, like the company's website is still up. Um, there's a big thing on the header, like, Hey, acquired by so-and-so and then click here for the press release. Like you go to, you go to lasky.com today and it's like, eh, we're not working anymore. <laughs> we're just done. There's nothing there. So it's like, why the hell would you buy this thing? Uh, $6 million isn't a lot of investment. I mean, San Fran based for all I know, uh, Elon hated the founder and wanted to buy him and shut him down. Uh, for all I know, he wants to hire everyone that's working there and make them Tesla employees or Twitter employees. Maybe he wants access to the database of tech workers uh, to come work for his company, and he wants to just give them to his recruiter base as a, a an ego or quick way to get resumes. But if he's getting 3 million resumes a year, I mean, does he really need more profiles and resume? It's just really fucking weird. I wish I had an insightful <laughs> comment about what the hell Twitter is doing buying Lasky. Yeah. Which we never talked about on the show, by the way. No. Uh, so I, I got nothing, man. Usually I have something to say. I don't know what the hell 
Elon is doing, uh, the super app thing, you know, could I see, could I see Twitter having profiles like LinkedIn where they're more professional, maybe some basic professional information or, Mm -hmm. or degrees or credentials? Like, yeah, is this that? I don't think so. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Like payments are going to come in. He talked about Tesla automated driving. So that could be done through Twitter. Maybe I don't know. It's just really weird. Now, Google. Who trusts Elon with their credit card information? Google. Google, like watching their demo. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Sexy. The gloves are off at Google. Somebody at Google said, you know what? We've been scared to launch this shit. We've been like thinking about humanity and our survival. Fuck it. We're dropping the bomb on everything. So Bard is impressive. I mean, it's still not. What's cool about Bard is OpenAI is uh, 2021 was the last time that they source content. Unless you feed stuff into it, it's, it's old. Bard is like real time. You can ask a news question and it knows like in real time almost, it can come in and, and tell you what's going on in the news, which is yeah. exceptional. Google is leveraging everything they have in their arsenal, which OpenAI does not have. They got to build that shit up. Google's like, we got a whole mansion of shit. We're going to dump it in and like fuck shit up. This is Step Brothers walking into the interview. <laughs> We're here to fuck shit up. That's what Google did uh, with this demo. Now, what's interesting <laughs> to me as well is, I'm always curious about who are they going to kill in our industry? Like who's in trouble? The first obvious one, the text DOs, the job description things. I think anyone that helps you write a resume is probably fucked uh, through what's going on now. I was searching on Bard. What is it like to work at name a company? It was able to tell me Glassdoor style, Indeed review style, news in the whatever style, what it's like to work there, the good, the bad, the ugly, like there's real potential to like fuck Glassdoor and Indeed reviews and blind and whoever's doing reviews is fucked because I can go in and find out what it's like to work at any company. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have to go to your site, which may or may not be true. And like what's, what's seeded, what's fake. You know, I mean, I think that's a real issue with these sites. Mm Mm-hmm. Google Bard will do it. It'll tell you what it's like to work at a company. And to me, that's a real threat to the review sites. That's one of my my main insights. So yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on at Twitter. It's fun to watch and I'll continue to do so. But what Google's doing is as a user, cool shit. As an industry like ShakeUp, uh, a lot of people are going to be scared about this. Uh, Google for sure <laughs> is who I'm, who I'm picking uh, in what? this debate. And as soon as they get their head out of their ass with regard to job feeds and they just go over to Google for jobs because all that content's already marked up, new fucking game, big boy. Yeah. If and when you can say, find the perfect job for me and it can just give you shit, like that's – anyway, that may or may not be where we're going. 60% of the time, it works every time. All right. Let's talk about uh, some some company getting some bucks. Uh, Indianapolis-based Qualify – has secured $4.5 million in funding to support its growth and development. This brings total funding to $7.7 million. Qualify Qualify plans to use the funding to enhance its hiring platform, establish industry partnerships, and address recruitment challenges. The company aims to streamline the hiring process and provide a memorable candidate experience through automation and asynchronous phone interviews. Chad, your take on the news from our 
Who's your brothers and sisters? Yeah, so Darian was on Firing Squad about a year ago, and I believe we both gave him a big applause. Is that? Yeah. 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 So there's there's one thing I look at uh, as a priority and align most of my weight behind, whether I'm looking at a yes or no decision when I'm assessing a startup. It's not the domain name. It's not the colors. It's not the brand. It's not the tech. What matters is the founder, the CEO, the visionary, the voice box. And I think Darian is a winner. He's personable. He's humble, moldable. Uh, but most of all, you can see the sparkle in the guy's eyes. I mean, the, the, the vision is clean. The, the platform is clean. And that's the reason they oversubscribed. I also think it's smart that much like Adam Gordon did with crowdfunding, you set the bar low and then you blow it out of the fucking water. So, I mean, in summary for me, I don't like the koala. It doesn't matter. I don't like the colors. It doesn't matter. I really don't like that they don't have pricing on the pricing page. I'm going to grit my teeth when I say this, but it doesn't matter. But what does matter is that I like the tech, the vision, and most of all, Darian is a fucking winner. And he's he's in a space that is very crowded, very yeah. crowded. But I think they do have the guy at the head of the table, the vision, and everything necessary to make this win. Yeah, yeah, we're we're a little biased. Uh, we've known Darian for a while. Just a just a solid guy. Uh, just someone you want to hang out with. I think we only had beers with him once, though, right? So I mean, you know, we've seen him several well, he's times. He's been at shows. We've... He's been at conferences. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean he's he's around. Everybody uh, has. But I'll just just I want to say a sweet kid. But he is that's amazing. Maybe a little. He's just a sweetheart. Uh, so. Yes. Indiana, we're biased. I mean, uh, he's a black founder. Uh, we're biased. Uh, we love seeing that. Um, we love seeing the organic growth. Like you've mentioned, uh, they were founded in 2019. This isn't some one-year-old company getting $10 million. They've grown organically. They employ 25 or so people. Most of them are Hoosiers as well. So that's that's uh, that's nice to see. They've just grown organically, done it right. Um, and we just that's always something that that appeals to us. The thing, the thing is, like the whole voice interview, chat interview, texting. Mm -hmm. There's, there's so many companies doing that. Um, I can't imagine the push and pull of like, we should do this, we should do that, we need to add this because so and so just just launched and has that. Qualify's done a really good job of focusing on what they do best honing that, making yeah. it as superior as possible. And, and you and I both love the focus with any startup and these guys showcase that as well. So, you know, I speak for both of us when I say like, great for qualify. Keep, keep, keep it, keep it going guys. Darian. Uh, yeah. We'll have to have drinks again soon. Obviously. I have to be in August when Chad's back in the States <laughs> and he's, and he's salty and miserable again. Uh, we'll have to get him. Have to get him a drink. And it looks like you need a refill chat. So let's, let's take a quick break and we'll talk about Karen with a C. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? 
there's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad. Karen Marjorie, Karen spelled C-A-R-Y-N, is a 23-year-old influencer with 1.8 million followers on Snapchat. She has created an AI-powered chatbot called Karen AI, which serves as a virtual girlfriend to more than 1,000 individuals. Since we've seen this story, it's probably up to 5,000. These virtual relationships involve conversations ranging from discussing future plans to intimate and sexually charged chats. Karen AI closely mimics Marjorie's voice and personality, and people are willing to pay $1, $1 per minute for interactions with the bot. During its private beta test on the Telegram app, Karen AI generated, you ready for this? $71,610 in revenue from its predominantly male user base. No shit. Marjorie believes that having an AI doppelganger can enhance her career as an influencer. Chad, (laughs) what you got? It's the new phone sex line. I remember you'd be watching TV at night and like, call 800 Karen AI. It was 1900. Yeah. Yeah, 1900. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) But I mean, you think of it though, $71,000. In a week. In a private beta. In a week, kids. So, uh, okay, just my mind's going to explode here. Imagine coupling this with video, synthesized video, right? Because this is already audio. Only fans would fucking explode with content, revenue, and, well, let's, let's just leave it at that. It would explode. Several 18 to 25-year-old males' heads would explode as well. Um, I listened to the, the Hard Fork podcast uh, which is, uh, I think, by the New York Times uh, from February, where one of the journalists slash podcasters went into a fatal attraction-like hole with Bing's chatbot named Sydney for two hours. This stuff, he it was eerie, fucking eerie, because it sounded he was reading the texts back. This These were texts. This is we're actually talking synthesized voices, mm-hmm. more humanized. Yep. Sucks you in. It is fucking crazy. But think of again, we keep talking about these OnlyFans, uh, eight thousand a month, twelve thousand a month. What this is seventy one thousand in a week. And she did no work. Yes, a lot did the work. How this could explode? She has a portfolio of pictures. You jump into the chat bot. $76,000 or $71,000 in a week will be nothing compared to what OnlyFans and these influencers are, will make. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. By the way, no word if it's in multiple languages, which she'll also be able to do in the near future. 
There is a lot of money in lonely men. Chad. Wow. There's a lot, a lot of lonely men and horny men. That, yes. That need to be, uh, <laughs> or is that redundant? Horny. Uh, Redu- yeah, I, I love so. the 900 number reference. <laughs> Astrologers and uh, and and phone sex lines. Ooh, that's that, another good. We're one. having a party, big boy. You want to join the party? <laughs> that was great. So so we've gone from a hundred dollar hookers to nine dollar a month OnlyFans accounts uh, to a dollar minute AI women. It's become a commodity. What's next? I guess the sex robots will be a thousand bucks a piece, and they'll eventually be I don't know fifty bucks at Walmart. That's kind of like I, where this I, thing goes. We'd not one of those. Well, <laughs> wasn't there a movie where somebody got a sex robot out of the out of like the trash? It was like an older model. Anyway, it's probably Idiocracy, which is where we're going. By the way, that must have been Cinemax back yeah, in the eighties when I was Skinamax, watching yeah. that on regular. Dude, I, we're doomed as a species. We're yes. totally doomed. Uh, once, yeah, once video comes and she'll do whatever the hell you want. And then the VR headsets and the sexual, like, we're just fucking doomed. Only Jeff Furman can save us, Chad. <laughs> Somebody call Jeff Furman. Otherwise, our species is finished. Because he's so hot and sexy. That's why. <laughs> save us, Jeff Furman. We out. we out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt, but save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.